Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this. You can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. The Doug Gottlieb Show today live in... The Crescent City of New Orleans, Louisiana. Can I say Nolens? No, that's that's too that's weak. She just I just no. It's a it's a hard one though, right? Do you go New Orleans? They go ah, how live in New Orleans? Some people go to try to do the New Orleans, right? They try and like combined. Well, you do Nolens or Nola or whatever. You know where I am. Final Four is here. We're actually at Radio Row where uh, we're in the middle of the coaches' convention. We'll pop some people on momentarily. In the meantime, it's not like the NFL doesn't just keep giving us giving us stuff. Thank you very much, NFL. <laughs> I mean, how amazing is the National Football League? Oh, yeah, we'll take it, right? We'll take every bit of it. So a couple weeks ago, Tom Brady announced he was going to retire, you know, right? Remember that? Remember Tom Brady retiring? That was good, good times. Huh? Remember that? Tom Brady retiring? Yeah. That was, that was pre-Russia invasion, I believe, is when Tom Brady announced he's going to retire. Yeah. So since then, a, a lot's happened. A lot's happened. And then yesterday, it culminated in something that we actually predicted when the season ended. Bruce Arian steps away from coaching, kicks himself upstairs to the front office, and Todd Bowles takes over. Here's Bruce Arians on Why Now. When you know it's time, it's time. 
and no better time than right now. Three years ago, sitting at this podium, we talked about creating a culture, a winning atmosphere, that we're gonna do it our way. We're gonna be fast, we're gonna be physical, and we're gonna be smart, and uh, it's paid off. Mm, mm. Here's Bruce Arians about the importance of a succession plan. I would love to. A number of people have already asked, why are you stepping away from the chance to go to Hall of Fame and win another Super Bowl? Because I don't give a about the Hall of Fame. Secession is way more important to me. This has been my dream for a long time. Guys that know me, they knew I wanted one of my guys to take over. That's more important to me than anything and have a place where I could go and be welcome back. Hmm. Um, okay, that's, it, that, that part is fascinating to me on the idea that, hey, I had a succession plan. I actually believe that to be true. Here's, here's Bruce Arians on his relationship with Tom Brady. Of all the players who are, there are a few in here, every one of them's gotten cussed out, all right, including him. So that's just part of me, you know? So that, that's nothing new, but we have a great relationship. I mean, as soon as he retired, I think we text every week. Hey, where are you at? What are you doing? When are you going to play golf? Uh, when are you getting back down this way? And uh, so <laughs> people got it right. It couldn't be further from the truth. Here's Arians on why his decision was made easier when, when Brady came back. Thought about it after the season, but again, it, it wasn't right. Going through the combine, going through all that process, um, trying to build next year's team without Tom. And then when Tom said he'd come back, I said, like, now, now it's easy. Now it's easy. We're in the best shape we've ever been. It, it's a, no better time to pass the torch than now. I don't know what February brings, all right? But I know what today brings, and it makes me really happy. Anybody buying this? Right. So you mean to tell me that you didn't want to retire, and then Tom Brady comes back, you're like, now I want to retire. <laughs> Does anybody on earth actually buy this bullcrap? Zero. Not a single soul. Zero. Bruce, is sing on? Yeah, Bruce. Bruce, we all think you're full of crap. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that he and Tom Brady have a toxic relationship. It doesn't mean that he didn't have a succession plan in place. And he thought long and hard about what it would look like when he stepped away. And that's why he hired who he hired. All of these things can be true. Um, we're going to be smart. Yeah, I don't know. There's a team that had some a ton of dumb penalties. Do we think the reports from reputable people of a rift between the two in terms of the game planning, somebody just made it up? Oh, people just have to write things. No, they don't just have to write things. They don't just have to report things. That's not the way it works. The idea that Bruce Arians would wait that long to get a head coaching job in Arizona, right? then retire, come back, win a Super Bowl, get to the playoffs, Brady comes back and he's like, you know, I wasn't going to retire, but Tom Brady's come back. Now I'm going to retire. Oh, hey, I have some uh, oceanfront property in Iowa for you. And there's a bridge to nowhere to sell. Do I buy it? Of course I don't buy it. Do I think this is sinister for, uh, for Tom Brady? No. No, it does happen. And their styles clearly, clearly don't necessarily fit with each other. Short period of time, sure. Long period of time, no way. This is Tom Brady. Hey, I'd come back, but I just I can't do the Bruce thing again. Okay, well, Bruce has been thinking about maybe retiring at the end of next year. What if we spread it up? You speed it up, I'm, I'm yours. And that's reasonable. Dan Byer, do you believe anything? Do you, do you believe the premise that Bruce Arians wants us to believe? Um, no, no, it's... Tough to tough to buy. Jay Stu? I will say this. Um, last night I didn't believe it at all because when we read it in print, it was like that's just total BS. He does a great job of selling it. If this is the story that they're going with, he does a pretty darn good job. I mean, that press conference had some tears. It didn't make I, any sense, though. I, I, no, it doesn't make sense. sense. Tear. Dick Vermeil could cry. <laughs> at the, he's an unbelievable actor. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe it, but I, I do think that they've done a pretty good job of selling it now. And Tom Brady, I'm sure, will, will be in lockstep with this. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But the idea that Tom Brady, I mean, he's got 
he's got a direct line, quite obviously, to the Glazer family, right? And Tom, when he decided he wanted to come back, uh, it, it either correlated directly with or, you know, then there's that talk of, hey, what about my do, – do, do we really think that the talk last week of Miami, right, of Tom Brady wanting to be in Miami, do we think that all of this stuff is bull? So, so let's kind of go through it here. Brady wishy-washy on if he wants to retire. Brady decides he wants to retire. You get, multi, you get multiple reports that there was some form of rift or disagreement in terms of game planning. We remember him being chastised several times at the dais by Arians after games. Uh, Brady was close on some level to Antonio Brown. So all these things happen, right, where Brady comes out of retirement and there's a report out of New England that Brady wants to go to Miami. And then, oh, hey, by the way, a couple days later, Brady is back and Arians is gone. Do we really, really think that's what happens? Really? Because if you believe that, hey, you believe that we've taken the word gullible out of the dictionary. They did take the word gullible out of the dictionary. But Brady being back, I don't think just happens, has to do only with Arians. I'm sure some of it has to do with the fact that the Saints don't appear to be very strong. The Panthers aren't very strong. Uh, the Falcons just trade away their quarterback. Again, this is not a huge percentage of why he did it. The greatest percentage is he still wanted to play, and he probably convinced his wife, and his wife was like, you can play, but not for that guy who drives you crazy. <laughs> so they got rid of the guy who drove him crazy, and here they are. When something is way too hard to believe, it's really simple. Don't believe it. Very simple. And you have facts on your side, and the facts are the timing doesn't work. The things he's saying doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. And, and I understand that we want to believe that he could sacrifice his ego so much. That's great. He's not an idiot, and you'd have to be an idiot to walk away from Tom Brady, come back to be your quarterback when you know you're going to go to the playoffs because of the team that you have left behind even without him. Uh, I, I was born at night, not last night. What do you got there, Dan Byer? I mean, excuse me, uh, John Ramos. Why? You spend all your career, you know, like – Becoming the head coach, like you were talking about earlier, you become, you spend all your time getting to this point, and then you have to kind of take a backseat and walk away from it all. <laughs> it just, I guess, it benefits the team, the overall team better. Is that what it's doing? Bringing Tom Brady back benefits the team, and Bruce Arians just figures, eh, guess I'll just step down if it's going to benefit the team. That doesn't make any sense. That that that, no. that 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 doesn't make any. I I get that you had 31 families and in your coaching staff that you had to worry about. All of that you could have retired before the end of next season and handed over. You could have retired mid-season and handed it over to Bulls. You could have found different ways to do it or told the Glazers, "Hey, I'm only coming back if Bulls has a new contract." I don't buy it at all. Just like I don't buy Deshaun Watson. Oh, hey, I didn't even negotiate a contract with Cleveland until after I'd already agreed to go there. No way. Just because you say it doesn't mean I have to buy it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds you know, the basketball nerds. They're like, you know, who's ready to get Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, going to win. Not the Big East tournament? They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton? Is a is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to like you know 
Lil Dirk, and you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you? T- why are you tell me see the whole time? <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Rich Hornberger joins us, former NFL lineman, radio host, and apparently Sage. Sage, because Rich Hornberger said, hey, not all, not all, you know, dot and I's with hearts in Tampa between Arians and Tom Brady. And Rich Hornberger joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. You can hear him every Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, that's 1 to 5 Eastern Time. So uh, you doing victory laps today? You know what? Everybody's been asking me that. And the truth is, the truth is the truth. Like, you know, when, when, when Tom Brady retired, I mean, I remember I was on with you, Doug. We were, we were looking at each other like, what? How is this over? I mean, he's coming off arguably one of his best seasons in his storied career. His arm strength has never been better. In fact, he was throwing the football per the advanced metrics with a higher spin rate, with a higher uh, mile per hour than he was earlier in his career. And he's 45 years old, and I understand that's old for the game of football at the NFL level. But if, if it comes down to just one more year, just one more, with a team that has a real shot to repeat success in the division, get to the postseason, and, and potentially win it all again, 
I mean, eight Super Rings is better than uh, Super Bowl rings is better than seven. I mean, it just didn't make a lot of sense. And so I started asking questions, and I know a lot of people who are close to the situation in Tampa. And clearly, there was more to the story than was being portrayed. You know, it, it, it's interesting. Um, I the second that it broke that he was coming back, I called BS. Right? You're like, and then the, like the most of the press conference was, no, no, this was in the plans, this in the work. So you mean to tell me that Thomas Edward Patrick Patrick Edward Brady, the second, decides he's going to retire after that season? kind of surprising people and then he unretires before anything really happens like come on and like i was i was born at night not last night um so is it that he's good with bowls or is it that the agreement is he and leftwich are going to be left alone with the offense like what what is how was he how do you believe he was sold on coming back well look i i do believe based on what i heard that there was there was real you know, strife between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. You know that that Tom is a workaholic, and Bruce Arians was He's working. Not. <laughs> yeah, he was working a really reduced uh, shift. I mean, this is something that he was he agreed to with the Glazers. You know, with the, the owners of the Buccaneers. But you know, Tom Brady brings a different level of urgency to a franchise when he signs up for the job, and you know he is going to pour his heart and soul into the game plan. So if you're going to walk in and you're going to try to change anything or you're going to try to tell him how he needs to operate in any capacity and he doesn't have a respect for your work ethic, and this is just my speculation based off of what I heard, then obviously there's going to be some animus growing in the background. And then, you know, let's take it a step further down the road. There was real issue between Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady over how the offense should be ran. You know, and I reported this also. The Bruce Arian stuff blew up because Bruce really took exception to any storyline about how there was any sort of, you know, bad blood brewing between he and his starting quarterback. But Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady didn't see eye to eye on a lot of the offensive game planning either. You know, Byron Leftwich and him at, at one point, I don't want to call it a divorce because it wasn't that severe, but Tom Brady was calling the plays by the end of the season. Tom Brady had seized complete control of the offense by the end of the 2021 season. So, I mean, the reason why Todd Bowles got the gig is because I don't think Tom Brady would have really supported Byron Leftwich being in control of the team either. So, I, look, I'm, I mean, again, I'm, I'm bouncing in between what I was reporting based off of what I heard from sources and my speculation, but but for based off what I heard, I mean this wasn't there was there were some real issues between Brady and the coaching staff. It wasn't exclusively with uh, Bruce Arians. Rich Hornberger joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to him on Fox Sports Radio every Sunday, one to five Eastern time. Okay, so so he comes back. Is Antonio Brown going to come back? Antonio Brown never got knee surgery. Um, you know, Chris Godwin, they re-signed, but he's coming off an ACL injury. They, did, they had a retirement in the offensive line as well. Like, what is the team going to look like when Brady comes back? Well, I think they're definitely going to have to rely on the draft to a greater or lesser extent. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much player movement there has been, and we're, we're still in the month of March. I mean, this has been the craziest March of of um, trade and and QB movement and head coaching decisions now that we've ever seen. As a matter of fact, I read this stat. This is the most uh, first-round draft picks that have ever been traded in a single month since the draft shifted to seven rounds. I mean, that just goes to show you how many teams feel like they're in a position to strike and win it all and are willing to gamble with the draft capital. It also says a lot about the strength that, you know, quarterback coming out of this draft. But that's what I think the Buccaneers are going to have to rely on. Is they're going to have to take a good hard look out of the talent coming out of the college ranks and hopefully add to the receiver room, which is somewhat depleted due to injury. Or maybe, I mean, there's a couple of free agents floating around out there still. There are going to be guys who may be willing to take the Tom Brady price break to come and play in Tampa for a year to try to win a ring down 
down in uh, in Buccaneerland, one last ride with TV12. You know, it's, it's interesting because some people uh, took Robert Kraft's words as negativity towards Belichick, but when you actually listen to the context and the tone, you don't read it, it was, it felt like he's fairly excited about the draft and feels like they're close. Right? Anybody's disappointed you haven't won a playoff game. You know that organization way better than anybody else who does radio. It's not even, not even close. W- w- where are they with Belichick with this rebuild in terms of their level of contentness, their level of happiness? I think they're really encouraged by what's happened in New England. I mean, if you think about it, after having a placeholder season with Cam Newton and moving on from the Stidham experiment and drafting Mac Jones, you couldn't you couldn't be higher on, on a quarterback than what Mac Jones did in his first year in New England. I thought he handled the pressure extremely well. We're talking about a franchise, a storied franchise, with uh, a head coach with massive expectations and a clock ticking loudly in the background because, look, Belichick isn't getting any younger. You know, how many, how many tomorrows does he have in the NFL? That's up for debate, too. But one thing I do know is Robert Kraft, based on the headlines, may sound like he's, you know, that Belichick's got one foot in the grave, one foot in, on the banana peel in terms of his NFL coaching career. But that isn't the case. I think that Robert Kraft is parroting the expectations of his head coach. Not playing for a playoff, not winning a playoff game in three years is unacceptable in the Bill Belichick culture. And Robert Kraft has drank the Kool-Aid. He is all in on the Belichick culture. So, yeah, I, I didn't read it. I read it the same way you did, with context and when you read the full quotes and when you listen to Robert Kraft talk about Bill Belichick. I think his job is safe. I think they're encouraged about Mac Jones. And, and even though they lost Shaq Mason in trade to the Buccaneers, if you look at that offensive line group, per the metric, they're one of the top groups in the NFL in terms of pass protecting, and that's exactly what they need for Mac Jones as he advances to year two. Uh, hey, listen, it was, you did a great job, especially considering you're not breathing hard from your victory laps. Uh, we, really, <laughs> we, we really appreciate you joining us. We can't wait for what other stuff you're going to break this weekend on Fox Sports Sunday. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Rich. Yeah, thank you, Doug, as always, for having me. Uh, thank you very much there, Dan Byer. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Love having Mike Tannenbaum on. Of course, there's uh, a guy who's done a ton in the league. He's an analyst with ESPN. He's been an NFL uh, front office executive, GM, and, of course, he's been a, an agent as well. He serves the board of directors of the performance products company, X2 Performance, want to ask him about. Plus, he's part of that 33rd team we've, we've talked about uh, before as well. Mike, let, let's start. With Tom Brady coming back, uh, do you believe that Brady coming back actually made it easier for Bruce Arians to step aside? Because he's just really concerned about the assistant coaches, right? And that's what well, it, he's he's concerned about the assistant coaches. He it it's it's better for him to retire now. He was going to stay if Brady was gone. Now Brady's back. It's good. You buy that? Well, it's great to be with you. I think the more I think about this situation. I think it says a lot about the character of Bruce Arians, and here's why. The easy thing to do if I'm Bruce Arians is to stay and say, we could go win a championship, I could get to Canton, and I could go down as an all-time great coach, and then next year I'll retire, Tom will move on, and let Todd Bowles coach you know, Kyle Trask or whomever, much the way Dennis Allen is rebuilding in New Orleans. And I think the fact that Bruce Arians stabilized things Brady's coming back. I think it says a lot more about him that Todd Bowles is taking over truly a championship team. Which he, he clearly, you know, they, they yeah, struggled in, in, uh, in New York to get. Let me, let me ask you, though, is, is there a scenario? Because I think most of us, and we're not conspiracy theories, we're like, okay, wait, Brady retires, then he comes back, there's a report while he's out, two reports before Bruce Arians quit, one was that uh, there's a rift between the two. The other was that Brady wanted to go to Miami, and now all of a sudden he's back and Arians is out. Is there a scenario where Brady is like, yeah, I'll come back, not for Bruce? You know, I, I've thought about that a lot, and I've obviously heard a lot of the same reports, but I would say this. I think he had to be, knowing Tom and how methodical he is, I think for him 
he had to be comfortable with Bruce or with Todd. And I think the reason it went that way is if he had mandated something, I think it would have happened sooner because Todd Bowles interviewed with the Bears. He interviewed with the Vikings. So to me, if they were really concerned about losing him and that would have cost them Brady, I think we would have seen Todd Bowles at some point drop out of an interview process, which we didn't. So that's why I think what we saw today was legitimate. Okay, let, let's let's get to a couple other interesting decisions. Everyone's talking about Deshaun Watson being a Cleveland Brown, not just because of the the equity in the community with everything following him, but because they gave him a five-year, basically no-cut contract, guaranteed contract. Uh, this coming off of, uh, he, he got three years up front of a deal he never really played under in Houston. He's had two ACLs. He hadn't played in a year. He'd probably be suspended part of this year. As a guy who's worked both sides of these deals, what do you think of Deshaun Watson with the Cleveland Browns? Well, they, they did something that's just truly historic. They included, I mean, they won up $80 million in guaranteed money. I mean, $80 million, which is just staggering. And to me, what, they took an enormous risk. There's still 22 pending civil lawsuits, Doug. And then in addition, as you mentioned, he has an injury history. So they went from 150 to 230, which is, is a really, really big risk. Huge, huge risk. Will it work? If he gets on the field this year, will uh, it work? I, I think so because he's so good. But the, the, I, I'm obviously concerned about the 22 lawsuits. But the injury risk to me, like just so we have context here, the entire salary cap is $208 million. This is $22 million more than what if we ran an entire NFL team. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm the only one who's brought up the fact that, like, you know, he's had two ACLs, and it's not like he's a statue back there, and he holds on to the ball a long time. In addition to all the other stuff, the injury concerns are, are a very real thing. Right, and if we look at some of these other contracts, Doc Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, while there's enormous risk, it burns off over time, meaning by the end of year two, if you have to swallow $40 million, it's not ideal, but we're seeing Atlanta do that with Matt Ryan. If something happens with Deshaun Watson in year two, we're talking about you know, over $100 million that they potentially would have to eat. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers... What do you think of what Green Bay did? I, I don't like it. I think it's totally misaligned. I think you either bring back Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and try to win right now, or you blow it up and you go with Jordan Love and a whole bunch of draft choices. And I think if we're really in this you know, last dance mindset, there's no way you could let Devontae Adams go to the Raiders. And to me, Aaron Rodgers should have made a decision the day after Tom Clemens, their quarterback coach, came back out of retirement. And I think that ultimately cost them Devontae Adams. And I think where they are now is totally misaligned. Yeah, so they, they don't have, I mean, they, don't have, they lost Marquez Valdez Scantley. So if you're in charge there, okay, how do you handle it? They, they are 21 million under the cap now, but they got some other issues they got to fix. What do you do to get Aaron Rodgers an appropriate wide receiving core in order to get back to the level you were at last season? Yeah, I'm going to do three things. I'm going to scour, scour, and scour. I'm going to try to sign a veteran player, maybe Odell Beckham Jr., even though he's hurt, because when he's healthy, he's explosive. And then I'm going to draft probably two receivers, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that we can win for today and develop for tomorrow. Uh, Matt Ryan, how much do you got in a tank? I'm kind of intrigued by that one because I think with Jonathan Taylor, look, I think you and I could play functional quarterback behind a good offensive line and Jonathan Taylor. He's really good in play action. And whatever Matt Ryan has left, we're going to see it this year. I'm kind of intrigued by that one. Okay. Yeah. What about you're hearing all these reports that Carson Wentz, not a leader, struggling to get veterans to buy in, struggle with hard coaching. Now he's going to the Washington Commanders, who last time they had a reputable quarterback was Alex Smith before he got hurt. They were in first place. How does the fit look for you, Carson Wentz, in Washington? Look, I think the most important thing about uh, Washington that we don't talk nearly enough about is we got to get Chase Young back to being Chase Young. He got hurt. That defense wasn't nearly the same. Chase Young could be a great player, 
And if he plays to where he should, we just need Carson Wentz to be a B. And they have some skill players, most notably Terry McLaurin, who's really good. So I just need Carson Wentz to be a point guard with them for them to have a good team with a really good defense. I think there's more pressure on Washington defense than their offense. So it's, it's a great point. And their defense two years ago was outstanding up front, but obviously Chase Young gets hurt, and last year was a was a very different year. Mike Tannenbaum joined us from ESPN, of course, a longtime front office executive, a player rep as well, and a guy uh, joined us here on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Bobby Wagner to the Rams. Turn down the Ravens. What does he have left? You know, I think we're going to get one really good year out of him. I think when players are at this point in their career, you usually can get one more good year out of them. And I think he's a guy that he's a force multiplier. I think what you're going to get from Bobby Wagner is some of the leadership you lost with Avon Miller going. And look, this is a win now team. And they're sort of like in this all in mode. And I could see why they'd want to do this. Um, Okay, what is your opinion of the ultimate plan for the Kansas City Chiefs? They had a weapon, unlike anyone else in the NFL, but as people in the NFL have told me, like, look, you got Orlando Brown on a guarantee, on a, on a, on a franchise tag, something's got to go, and they decided that Tyreek Hill had to go. How does that change the Kansas City Chiefs? Look, you've been around sports your whole life. And to me, the definition of greatness comes back to one thing. Can you make people around you better? That's the definition of greatness. And to me, if we're paying Tyreek, uh, excuse me, Patrick Mahomes a half a billion dollars over, you know, the next 10 years, go make people around you better. So we're going to draft somebody. We signed Valdez Scantling. He's not perfect, but hey, Patrick, that's why you're getting all the money. And we love Tyreek Hill, but we can't pay him all. And you've got to be the guy that stirs the strength and make everyone around you better and get the most out of these guys like Valdez, Scantling, and Smith-Schuster. Um, okay, uh, Miami, place that you were the GM. You ran that thing. So what they've decided is, hey, whatever to his shortcomings, we can hide him if we just put speed around him. Does it work? I think they've done a remarkable job when you think about Jalen Waddell and obviously Tyreek Hill. I've always had concerns about two, or this is not second-guessing. I, I first guessed, and I always thought Justin Herbert was the better player coming out just because I thought he was bigger, faster, stronger. And I just think Tua has physical limitations. Whatever he has, we'll see this year because Miami's done such a good job of surrounding him with weapons. But at the end of the day, I would still take Mac Jones over him. And because of that, I think Miami has the third-best quarterback in the division. Okay, you have two other quarterbacks who are under contract. One coming off of a surgery in Jimmy Garoppolo. One coming, actually both coming off of surgery. Excuse me. You got Baker coming off of surgery and Garoppolo coming off of surgery. One for his left shoulder, one for his, uh, both I think left shoulders actually. Um, uh, if you're the GM and you have these contracts that you're trying to unload, veteran quarterbacks, but there's no market, do you just wait and hope for a Sam Bradford type deal? Yeah, you know, for me, I know I'm an outlier on this one, but I'm a hard-pressed trade. Jimmy G, I got a really good team in San Francisco. Why not bring him back? Bring Trey Lance along slowly. Give him a 15-play package. But to me, this is a team that can win a championship, especially when we look at the NFC and all the meaningful defections that we've seen. I, I am not in a rush to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know he's probably going to be traded, but that just doesn't make sense to me. Mike, uh, help us out, okay? You work with the 33rd team. We've had Joe Banner on. What is the 33rd team? It's a think tank where we have coaches between opportunities like Doug Peterson, Dan Quinn, Wade Phillips, executives like Bill Poley and Joe Banner, and we just put out thoughtful ideas and, and content around what's going on in the NFL behind the scenes. We have uh, a website, the3013.com. Everything's completely free, free newsletter. All our content's free, no paywalls, and we also try to help students get to where they want to go, and proudly we've placed 14 men and women in the NFL, and we're really proud of what we're building. Uh, it's, it's a it's a pretty cool thing. What's X2 Performance? X2 Performance is an all-natural, healthy energy drink where what we put in our body is more and more important. So this has all-natural ingredients, no caffeine, no sugar, no stimulants, and it has a patent on the technology where you can increase your endurance in a very natural and safe way. 
Mike, great catching up, man. Awesome job. Thank you so much for being our guest. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, and uh, look forward to coming back on in the future if you like. Anytime. Mike Tannenbaum, of course, former executive with the Jets, with the Dolphins, works for 33rd team in ESPN. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, Nods to campus, legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are, wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a good day. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. What, what happens, and, and I've noticed this in like every discussion I even have with friends, 
it started with political talk, but it's really worked its way to sports. And now it's become a part of everyday life where with some people, it's either all or nothing. And that's that, that's how people approach this LeBron James discussion, because if you say something negative about LeBron James, you're a hater. And if you say something positive, well, you're a sycophant for LeBron James. And the truth is almost always right in the middle. Reminder, check out the latest lines of World of Sports at Bet River Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the most trusted name in online sports betting. You must be 21, President Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Um, look, look I, with, with LeBron, okay, the, the truth is in the middle. Now, I have told people for a long time that LeBron is a great player. Great player. But did you guys see the guy on Twitter who went back and tracked the Lakers' Twitter handle and how LeBron James has never appeared on the Lakers' Twitter handle, even when he's put up ungodly statistics, if they've lost a game. The final score has never appeared in a losing effort with LeBron James. Have you guys seen that, Jay Stu? Have you seen that 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 uh, guy who posted on Twitter? He went back and tracked everything? I'm not familiar with this. So so reset that. He's never been on on their Twitter feed when something bad happens or never yes. been on? No, when, when when they lose. LeBron and Anthony Davis have has never they've never been on the team's Twitter handle. Okay? When they lose. Not one time. So the, the point, that on the micro is the, one of the, the, maybe the biggest problem with LeBron on the macro, which is it's never LeBron's fault. Right? It's never LeBron's fault. And inevitably, it has to be LeBron's fault on some of them, right? Doesn't it? Doesn't it have to be LeBron's fault? Um, so I, I think the biggest thing the most important thing for you to think of is that whether or not LeBron wants it that way, there is a sense from the Lakers organization, there's a sense the Cleveland organization, with the Miami organization, that LeBron doesn't take, he doesn't want to be associated with bad news. And, and this, is, this is new. This is new. But there is a certain political aspect to it, Right? Where politicians don't want to be associated with bad news. Nobody does. They don't want to be associated with good news. Um, I thought this part was fascinating. This is Brian Windhorse talking about LeBron. Green, here's Drag the what this is. Yeah. LeBron's career operates in four-year increments. Right. He wears his team out. I call it organizational fatigue. It happened the first time in Cleveland. They ran out of draft picks. They had a bunch of guys in their mid-30s. Shaq, good to the finish line. Antoine Jameson, he goes to Miami. Four years. Great run. They run out of draft picks. Four, three guys in his last game, three guys retired after the game. He goes to Cleveland. <laughs> They Four years, great run. They run out of draft picks. They got old guys. Here we are in L.A., fourth year. The oldest team like we've seen in NBA history, they're out of draft picks. They're exhausted. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, okay, so they're out of draft picks in four years. They they ran up a they ran up a huge bill on the luxury tax not the luxury tax on the on the salary cap like all these things are in fact the same. It's really, really, really interesting. Here's what happens in every spot LeBron is in. Salary cap gets out of whack because they re-sign or sign guys that he wants. They, they, uh, they get rid of all their draft picks because they get in win-now mode. The first coach is almost always fired. Right? Second coach is usually fired too. And then here's the other, here's the kicker. And I believe Chris Bosch said this, Chris Bosch said this to, uh, about Kevin Love when he joined the Cavs. Whoever the third guy is, if you don't win, you'll take the blame. Go back and look at when they lost to the, they lost to the San Antonio Spurs and the Dallas Mavericks. LeBron James took blame against the Dallas Mavericks. No blame when they lost to the Spurs the second time around. Kevin Love, well, Kevin Love can't play. 
Now look at their team. Who takes the most heat? Is it LeBron James? No. Is it Anthony Davis? No. Is it Russell Westbrook? Yes. Some of that is deserved. Some of that is not. I, I believe this. So the question becomes, if you have this organizational fatigue, what do you do with LeBron at the end of the season? Do you trade him or do you try and fix it again and run it back? Dan Byer, what do you, th- what do you think first of the idea of organizational fatigue? I think there's truth to it. If you're maxing out all of the resources uh, like he's doing in a variety of ways, whether it be draft picks, whether it be money, whether it just be energy trying to construct the team, I think that there's absolutely something to it. Jay Stu, what would you do if you're the Lakers and try you want to try and fix it for next year? Um, I think we were down this path, what, uh, six or seven years ago, you know, when we took D'Angelo Russell and we started from scratch and tried to do the uh, bring in all the new guys, and that didn't work. Um, so you got, I think you got to keep LeBron and then try to get as much value value as you can for Westbrook and Anthony Davis and then see what a different mix uh, goes with that. So I don't know what – semi-star you bring in and you just try to give it another run next year with LeBron. That's what I would do. Byer, what do you think of that idea? I, I don't I don't love it um, because the, the, the I guess if you want to say the root of the problem is still there. It's very difficult to say that LeBron is the problem. Um, I know it took uh, the Cavaliers a little while, but their turnaround to what they have now built – um, I'm not saying that they're an organization, but I didn't expect that they would be top six in the East um, this season at any point. And now there seems to be a bit of a young core, and they haven't hit on everything. So it tells me that the ability to turn it around is there in the NBA, and maybe that's the route that the, the Lakers need to take. Maybe they need to hire the right people or get the right people in place um, so they can move on from LeBron and rebuild that organization because it should I, be easier with the Lakers than it would be, say, the Cleveland Cavaliers. It absolutely should be. It absolutely should be. I, I, I would, I would move him. You know, and, and, and because well, you you might say, well, you're not going to win if you move him. You're not going to win if you have him. Mm-hmm. He's just not. And what happens is you see, like, well, he's leading the league and scoring. Like, I don't. They're not even in the playoffs right now. I mean, they might be because um, the Spurs missed a layup last night. The buzzer. What a great uh, play called out of out of a timeout. You know. A, go ahead. Another part a part about this is what we see a lot on social media is look at what LeBron James is doing at you know thirty seven years old or a guy this age, uh, you know thirty eight years old. Look at what he is doing at his age. Usually, guys who are that age, and I'm not trying to again diminish LeBron, but guys that are Guys don't do that stuff at that age because there are also other things in play. Like, they're not chasing scoring titles to prove that they still have it. Maybe they're playing a role or, you know, are uh, seceding to the other superstar on the team because this is, you know, part of their last run. They're trying to fit in and do that sort of stuff. And maybe it's because LeBron is so different. But I still think that sometimes when we get on social media, we see, man, 56 from a guy who's been in the league for two decades. Yeah. Can you, know, you believe he had 40 it. points? Like, yeah, but they lost by 20. Yeah. He can't guard anybody anymore. You know? Um, yeah, it's and it does feel like on many levels. And look, if you think that leading the league in scoring isn't important to LeBron, why is he not playing in tonight's game? And you're like, what do you mean? Look, LeBron, and he's done this everywhere he's been. He ain't playing 20 minutes in a game. It would be smart, and this is kind of what you're talking about, Bayer, right? Which is like if you're in your late 30s, like it'd be smart to conserve him. Just use him in a part of the first half, get him going the second half, and then put him on ice till the fourth quarter, and then you can use him. Then he's got the most energy. Yes. Sure. The problem with when he played limited minutes is you're not going to lead the league in scoring. LeBron is absolutely protective of his of his averages, no question. And you can only get to those averages if you're playing high 30s in minutes. Only way. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we worry about the wrong things. It's, there's an expression in basketball. Every bad team has a leading scorer. And what, what it means is, like, just because you're a leading scorer does not mean you actually accomplished anything. It just means at some point in time in the game you put the ball in the basket, which helps, but it's not actually then. Did, did, those, did those points help us win games? I would consider moving him. 
If you can get, I mean, that's what I would do to get rid of Russell Westbrook is I would pair Russell Westbrook with LeBron James. Because if you trade Westbrook, you're going to take something bad back in return, something awful back in return. Because remember, you're handing Westbrook, Westbrook's 44 million, what, 44 million next year? Or 45? Yep. You know, you're either going to buy him out or you're just going to ride it out. It's, it's rough. So somebody's going to give you back bad contracts in return. Otherwise, you'll be forced to buy it out yourself. I, I would. I, he's, a, he's a great player. He's a great player. But there is a certain amount of Kobe Bryant to him in that can he truly evolve into being a number two or a number three? I think he wants to be a facilitator, right? That's what he does with Anthony Davis. I just don't know if they have the cap space or the wherewithal or they have the time with his age. And LeBron getting hurt again, granted it's an ankle. It's not like something serious or something lasting, but this is the second year in a row with an ankle as for a guy who never got hurt before. I, if you, if you want to like split hairs like we are, I also think if you look over this last stretch uh, since early February when LeBron was, was back in action, like his 56-point game was against the Warriors on national TV. His 38-point triple-double was in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. So when you're talking about cherry-picking numbers, Doug, like there are games where he's turning it on, where he's turned it up. Right. Like, Nobody ever points out there are games in which he does not have it, and he he just kind of gets through it defensively and gets through yeah. it offensively. At, you know, like at a game— Which where- is reasonable. Like, look, at his age, it's complete—like, none of us—and, Bayer, I, I'm not taking—I'm not, I'm not contradicting you, and I'm saying none of us think that's an unreasonable thing to not have it every night when Correct. you're in your late 30s. But it's just—it's like we don't cover it. It's like, ah, oh, LeBron was 9 of 28. Let's not worry about that tonight. Yeah, but all of a sudden he puts up 56 on Saturday nights in an ABC game against Golden State. No, it's incredible. Yeah, I, I mean, it is incredible, and it's also he knows. Like, he knows the stage, and, and, and it is incredible for a guy that is 37 going on 38 to do that sort of stuff. But it also tells you that there's a governor on his play. When does he want to take the governor off and, you know, completely dominate? Well, I also think that part of it is, honestly, the scouting report has always been in the first half, make him into a scorer and it'll tire him out. It's not what he wants to do. He wants mm-hmm. to get other people involved. Yep. And he wants to make, and, and what happens is by the time you get to the second half, he's fourth quarter, he's out of gas. And then no one else has any scoring confidence because he wasn't able to get them going. Sure. That's always been, go back to the Cleveland days, and that was the scouting report in the playoffs. Why did he put up such big numbers? Because everybody believed that the way to beat LeBron was to make him score, not make him a passer. But Winhorse says, like, look, four years in, he just wears, wears everybody out. Do you think the Lakers move on? That's a big question. You know, if you look at their superstars, they never moved on from Magic. Obviously, that was cut short. They didn't, they, Shaq they did move on from, but that was because Shaq demanded to be traded. Um, but Kobe they didn't move on from, obviously. They moved on from just about everybody else. But four years in, would the Lakers move on from him because they're because they're because they're exhausted by it? It's a fabulous question. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury: the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.